The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Yes, I am Chris Yao. I am joined by TSWA Hall of Famer Mo Patton and JP Plant. We come to you live from the TriStar Sports Radio headquarters on West Seventh in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back. Mo sounds like he's, you know, in the room with us today. That's good. Are you sure? Hey, look at there. Okay. Man, that's a thing of beauty, right, isn't it? Because that's just what everybody wants to hear is my voice. <laughs> well, it's better than seeing your face, I guess. There's that. <laughs> that's not true. There's that. It is what it is. <laughs> um, so <laughs> So yeah, it's uh it's been a, a an interesting week. We've we've had some positively negatives across the board, so we were a little worried, but uh here we are, good to go on a Wednesday hump day with a good show. Got a good show lined up for you. We've got uh obviously the rundown will be later this segment as always. Big news out of Mount Pleasant this uh, this week, so we'll give you all the details about their brand new football coach. Big news from up north as well regarding a football coach. And we will tell you about, uh, we'll actually talk to now former Franklin mm-hmm. head football coach, Donnie Webb. He will join us in the next segment. So, plenty of coaching news coming out of the state this <laughs> this week. Uh, we can even talk about some college coaching uh, additions later in the show. It's also Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We give you the wildest and weirdest news from across the world. And uh, I ask these guys about their own personal experience with Wild and Wacky. <laughs> You guys have had some wild and wacky stuff, huh? One or two. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all part of living, Chris. It is. You all know, part of living. You just, you are what you are. You get to deal with wild and wacky things. And especially when you live in southern middle Tennessee, there are even police cars. They just pop up out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We're, we're <laughs> much to some individuals. Yeah, that, that poor guy. Consternation this morning. Yeah, we're driving in, JP, in this uh, this car. I mean, just absolutely hammered down on 31. Just, as we, pa- just past Spring Hill High School coming south. Yeah, well, they they passed us right before we hit the before we hit Spring Hill High School. Okay, right. So and Mo says they must not know where they're at. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he said, I, I half expected a police car just to pop up out of the ground in Spring Hill. And about that time, woo-hoo, mm-hmm. <laughs> here come a Spring Hill police officer uh, who, had, who had caught him about Haynes Haven. So, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good for them. They had to pull over at the uh, quick mart there. Good way to start your morning. Better him than me. Yeah, they were there. They were not. They if they were looking for convenience at the, at the <laughs> Quick Mart convenience store, they did not find that. It. That was not convenient. Not that at was, all. It's convenient for the Spring Hill police. <laughs> yeah, because he can get him a uh, a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as right, right, a ticket, write a ticket and get a donut. Huh? Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> and in a one cup of coffee. Food. Yeah. Oh man, hey, he earned that cup of coffee. He did. He did. Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever heard a spring hill police officer siren so that was interesting Does it sound was, different than no any he, other oh, he was okay. just flying i mean just just coming up it is weird though you know uh spring hill police cars have red and blue lights hmm. and like that used to be a thing but then you know most people just went to blue and well, spring hill can afford the red and blue i guess what does that mean Nothing. I don't guess. It's just a, a subjective thing. I guess it's just un. Yeah, it, it's it's unusual. I mean, typically it's just a blue light. Blue. Yeah. But hey, sure, Spring Hill can afford it. So catching folks, but left and right, <sighs> north and south. Matter of fact, yeah. So. Plenty of sports news to talk about. I, I, I'm really interested to get your guys' perspective on the coaching situations both in Franklin and Mount Pleasant and now in Murfreesboro and see if see if you guys have any thoughts on that because I will be – Franklin did not have quite as, uh, as um, easy a time with this as – the other Williamson County school mm. who has a new coach coming. No, up. no, they did not announce this guy's gone. This guy's here. So, End of story. <laughs> I will be really curious to see how, how this plays out, but I'm excited to talk to Donnie Webb. We will get to him on the uh, other side of a, of our first break in that second segment. Had a lot of, Really good basketball games last night from around the Southern Middle Tennessee area. Lots of one-pointers, one-two-pointers, whatever. Uh, So we will get you that information on the rundown here in just a second. Um, Mo, real quick, though, you you taught me something this morning because I got to go to wrestling last night. (laughs) And let me tell you, I'm useless at wrestling. You can take pictures, though. I, I, that is the extent of my knowledge. I tell you what, when I um when I first started in journalism, I um was working at the Review Appeal in Franklin, small 
at the time, Small Try Weekly Paper, has since gone defunct. Thanks, Gannett. Um, but one of the first things that the guy that I was working with, I was technically working for, but he was about 18 months older than me, so it was hard for me to really view him as, a, as my sports editor. But anyway, one of the first things he told me was, you know, when it comes to wrestling, any picture you take in wrestling is going to look some kind of way perverted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard. I, you know, you try to keep it to when they're standing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it's, a, it's very difficult. It's tough. And if they're not both in neutral, like you said, then somebody's going to look not very good. So, you know, you, got, you have to be careful with that. But, you know, because you don't want your guy to be in that disadvantageous position when you're taking pictures t- typically. So, well, the pictures I got last night were very odd because <laughs> we were at Montgomery Bell Academy. JP, have you ever been inside the gym, the the newest gymnasium over there? I have not. Holy cow! That's well, nice, there's a huh? reason for that yeah. because the 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 facility that that Chris was in yesterday just opened. Mm. No, no, I'm talking about the the whole gym on, on campus. Oh, oh, that that gym whole itself? thing. I mean, it it didn't just open yesterday, but that's all brand new. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, JP, they have video boards in all four corners of their basketball gymnasium. That's nice. Yeah. They have end zones, uh, baseline seating on both ends, and but they only have one side for sideline seating, but it's all padded bucket seats, every single seat. So what's on the other side? Just the benches? Just the benches and a wall behind the – Clock operator. So you've got sidelines on one side, and you've got baseline on both ends, and then you've got the wall. I've got video of it. I'll show it to you, but, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Uh, indoor football practice facility, turf, uh, just an absolute palace. This just in. Look what money can do. Right. Smoke them if you got them. Huh? <laughs> absolute palace. Hey, good for them. A thing of beauty. Good for them. No doubt. So – Look for uh, a photo gallery from the new Montgomery Bell Wrestling Facility. Does the which, uh, does the um, uh, inside uh, field turf have um, Herb Street on the side of the building? <laughs> it does not. I'm just curious. It, it doesn't. Should. Yeah. Uh, it was so. The wrestling facility had had bleachers, about five rows of bleachers. You mm-hmm. know, all the way across the back wall. Um, this, the sound system in there, solid and little broadcast booth yeah. in the corner where they were shooting. They actually had announcers for their wrestling last night. I mean, it wasn't like Jerry Lawler and Tony Schiavone. Like a public there. address announcer? No, no, no. Like, like they were play by play. Oh, doing so broadcast. Yeah. Broadcasting the wrestling matches. <sighs> On, I guess, NFHS or whatever they were okay. doing it on. It was wild, man, but really cool. And um, right as the, the – the, they're start, scheduled to start at, f- at 5 o'clock, right? At 5.45, <laughs> NBA starts warming up. <laughs> Remember when Mo said 5-ish? Oh, yeah, I know. He yeah. went in line. Mo, every time <laughs> Mo puts out those wrestling, sometime around I, 5-ish. Approximately. I won't show up till 30 minutes after from now on. 
It's it's interesting that it is. Trust um, me, it's, it's better, that consistent. It, it's better to get there and wait because the one time that you do what you just said <laughs> is when they start on time. <laughs> uh, Summit coach uh, Pete um, Miller. Miller, yes, he he was talking to the uh, NBA coach beforehand, and they wrestled like together either in college or something. They he's like, yeah, we wrestled in France together. I thought that's pretty cool. He. <laughs> They asked him, he said, he said, how much time do you need to warm up? And Pete said, 16 minutes. Like, that's really specific. Wow, 16. <laughs> he said, if it takes us more than 16, we're not doing it right. 16. <laughs> not 15. Not a quarter not of an 20. hour. 16 minutes. That one last 16. minute is very important. So, yeah, that was, a, that was interesting. But that, it was cool. The lights went down right when they started. It was senior night. Um, they They – NBA did their senior stuff, but the, they they turned all the lights off, yeah, and then lit up the mat, like oh, just cool. the circle spotlight at the mat. Incredible, really cool stuff. So apparently they do that at Centennial. And wrestling fans are listening to you and saying, "Where have you we been?" We do this all the time. Yeah. No, this is this is really cool for me. Like I'm sitting here going, "Okay, I'm here for this. Let's go." So it was pretty cool. <laughs> do do the fans bring? Um, Cardboard signs. <laughs> they should. They should. Yeah. He's I mean, got a chain. Yeah. If I mean, go go all out. You know, have a little fun, right? Let, let's blend the wrestling and the wrestling together. Let's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, was, I say that in jest. Yes. I I, <laughs> I I'm completely aware of those that uh, of the true sport of wrestling. How they probably feel about wrestling. Yeah. So everybody yes, except I'm Kurt fully aware. Yeah, Kurt Angle is okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be kind of fun if if a student section came and kind of treated it like it was a, a WWE or something like that. What? <laughs> Just random. <laughs> what? It doesn't matter. Do you what smell <laughs> what the Rock is cooking? Oh man, that would be fantastic. All right, let's uh, let, let's go over some hoops scores from last night and give you the rundown. This is the Rondo. In girls' action on Tuesday night, Columbia Academy with a 53-47 overtime victory up at Battleground Academy. Richland girls 65, Kalioka 36 in 10A play. Also, Hampshire 66, Santa Fe 45. In 11 AAA at Spring Hill 50, Independence 18. Over in 11A, it was Summertown 75, Wayne County 32. In no, this was a non-district game. Summertown defeat. Um, Tullahoma, seventy-one. Summit fifty-four. <laughs> and uh, we had Cascade seventy, Cornersville fifty-nine, Coffee County a fifty-one fifty winner over Lawrence County. Little shocking score there. Eagleville fifty-two, Huntland fifty-one. Lincoln County was a 57-34 winner over Franklin County and Moore County 34, Fayetteville 24. Fairview wins a close one over Creekwood 39-36. Dixon County 88, Franklin 82 in a high-scoring affair. Community 54, Marshall County 49. It's Forest 43, Murfreesboro Central 38. Nolensville 64, Giles County 49, and Loretto. Top-ranked Loretto 92, Frank Hughes 24. In boys action, Columbia Central fell at Tullahoma 59-57. Richland got a home win over Cullioka 75-47. Santa Fe 
47, Hampshire 29. It was a Summit Boys 50, Page 45. Independence got a 76-47 win over Spring Hill. And Summertown was a 72-49 winner over Wayne County. Cascade all over, Cornersville 78-38. Lawrence County knocks off um, 8 AAA preseason frontrunner Coffee County 64-59. JP liking that. Eagleville 76, Huntland 53. Lincoln County defeats Franklin County 82-72. It's Shelbyville Boys 74, Mount Pleasant 51. And Brentwood 35, Centennial 29. That's a final. <laughs> that was not the halftime score. It was Creekwood 62, Fairview 58, Franklin 75, Dixon County 41. And a couple of close ones over in Marshall County. Marshall County Tigers 71, Community 70, Murfreesboro Central 45, Forest 44, and Loretto a 57-25 winner over Frank Hughes. In wrestling, Summit spoils NBA Senior Night with a 42-33 victory there. And you can find pictures later this afternoon from that on sm-tnsports.com. This has been your Wednesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we come back, it's Donnie Webb, former Franklin football coach. He resigned yesterday. We'll talk to him about his plans to probably play golf for a while. (laughs) We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Med Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is nearly 9.30 on this hump day, Wednesday, January 13th, coming to you live from Columbia, Tennessee on WKOM 101.7 FM. Appreciate you guys listening in. If you're listening on the podcast, we appreciate that as well. Don't forget you can find us on sm-tnsports.com, on Twitter at sm underscore tnsports, on Instagram, same handle. Find us on Facebook as well. Just search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. We'd love for you to interact with us. You can, second hour, we we might take some phone calls about uh, UT, Bama Hoops, 
whatever you want. 931-381-1017 is the phone line there. But we already have somebody on the phone line, and I'm really excited to talk to this gentleman as we get a chance to elaborate on what went into the decision for former Franklin head football coach Donnie Webb as he joins us right now on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Coach, welcome in. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Donnie, got to say I was not expecting this one. Um, got to say I'm a little disappointed. Um, happy for you. Disappointed for my alma mater. Um, after nine years, Donnie Webb has decided to step aside as coach of the Admirals. 59-43, seven playoff appearances in nine seasons. Um rallied his team to the Class 6A quarterfinals this past year and steps out as the last coach to beat Summit, guys. <laughs> um, what, as Chris said, what, what prompted this one? Because I don't, I don't know that very many people outside of your house necessarily saw this coming. Well, no, and uh, first of all, I really appreciate those kind words, you know, because it means a lot just saying that, uh, you know, as being a former uh, or being an alumni, not a former alumni, I've been an alumni. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go there. but uh, Well, it probably depends um, on who you ask. But um. <laughs> No, um, it has been really uh, something that's been on. Gosh, my heart, maybe even in all honesty, back uh, at the beginning of the season, it had nothing to do with COVID and everything was going on. I, uh, um, I really loved this senior class. They were unbelievable to, to be around. And then the next thing you know, it was like, um, it was like a, a whirlwind of, hey, this is what we're in this for. And, and these guys are fun to be around. It's great to coach them. And, and as the year went on and when we finished, um, I actually sat down with Dr. Panto after the season and, and, and told him what was on my mind and we were talking about it. And with COVID restrictions and, you know, trying to do things the right way that, you know, it's about the kids and, <laughs> and let them complete uh, their season, you know what I mean, like with high schools especially, you know, you have banquets and, and uh, individual honors and things of that nature. And But with COVID restrictions, everything kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And then um, when we came back at the beginning of the year, um, I told him, you know, this. I think it's a, a good spot where I can just take a step back and breathe. Um I know it's in my blood. I know I love coaching and being around kids. And, and uh, so I, I know it's, I'll be doing something with a high school for sure next year and and and, and probably right here at Franklin High, you know. it's uh, um, But we just need to take a step back and, and breathe on it. You know, Donnie, um, I would imagine this year was, was a tough year. It was a um, – 
frustrating, fatiguing year, like you said, from everything that everybody had to deal with. I mean, I can see where a season like this would leave you a lot more drained than the ordinary season. And yet you guys were able to um, put together a 10-win campaign. Uh, yeah, that's what that, – before you finished, that's what I was exactly – my words are fixing the BS that we were really fortunate, you know, um, a lot of, we, you know, we got to play 10 regular season games, um, and technically only had to go through two weeks of, um, trying to find a game. We, uh, in the middle there, we lost, uh, a regular, a regular scheduled game with, uh, McGavick high school and, and was able to pick up JP two. And, uh, and then, with the co with the situation that arised with the you know the rules you got to play it did not you got to play but you need to play your region games mm-hmm. obviously so Nolansville had to back out of our game and so and then we just it was I think it was Wednesday night of that week when Coach Rathbone <laughs> found out he was losing the game and then we put that together and played on that Friday so. For the most part, that part of it, we were fortunate. Um, I think we had um, one. Now, now there was never a week that there was not. I think the most uh, everybody always remembers. They're easiest to pick out. Hey, they've got a starter missing, or you know, like uh, they've got their starting centers out, or, or whatever. And where it's most missed with high school uh, coaches that I think was frustrating with them is we made it a joke in the office don't set your special teams chart because it was the depth of your football team. You know, it was the ones that uh, hmm. are, are playing a third of the game, that, but most don't realize that's because they're not the starting quarterback. <laughs> right. Because uh, they may be on your punt team, your kickoff, you know, all your coverage teams. That, to me, that was uh, uh, a stressful part of it. And, and then, number one, the stress on the kids is, gosh, I mean, um, I know I'm not the only one who went through it, but it stunk when you got to go tell a kid that he can't play his senior, whatever game, his mm-hmm. senior season because because of his location of where he was. Yeah, that, that's obviously a struggle all year, just frustrate, frustration and stress, like you said, but – and obviously the season didn't end the way you wanted, but it was certainly um, a special season getting to the quarterfinals after struggling maybe earlier through the midway of the year. You know, getting to the quarterfinals is always special. You did it twice in the career and, and unfortunately lost to Brentwood in this year. So, uh, but, but talk a little bit about how this season was special and I guess maybe – not necessarily going out on top, but certainly not going out on the bottom. <laughs> no, with it, I, I totally understand that. No, um, you know it, it's it's special through the through the plays. I mean, ironically, we we put that game together with Paige on a Wednesday, um, and then lo and behold, you know it's twenty twenty, so we're going to get a ra- about a hour and forty five minute rain delay or lightning delay. <laughs> And finish that thing. I don't know about eleven fifteen at night with a with three seconds to go. We uh, Taylor Spirito catches the pass in the end zone for us to 
to uh, win by three, then <laughs> um, um, you know I, that that's one moment. And then to me, obviously, um, being the four seed, which I think we play in the toughest pub, public school league in the state, bar none, from top to bottom, and just got tougher because you know <laughs> setting Summit in there with us as well, and to you know be a four. And what I was proudest of our kids, and I think I think that's what's good about this region and all of us because we're all so very similar, is they didn't think of themselves as a four. Yes, we had five losses, but mm-hmm. we felt like we felt like we could go win that game, uh, you know, that first round game, and 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 man, they went out there and did it convincingly, and then without a doubt, uh, the biggest win since I've been here as the head coach, and I've been here. Since '04, uh, is when we moved here, we we had a lot of a lot of good wins. But for me, as the head coach here, was was the uh, the victory over Ravenwood, and then, gosh, the fashion that it ended too. With again, <laughs> Bevan Despierto was like four seconds on the clock. <laughs> that was a, that was an incredible uh, just turn of events to watch because you know Ravenwood scores with very little time left and it was like your team still, like you said, they never felt like they were out of it. And that, that has to go back to what you've preached to these kids over the years is, you know, never, never quit, always fight to the end. And it worked out for you. Most of the time I can always say that's the one thing I can walk away here with my head up is that I think when, Franklin High showed up, you knew you were going to have a ball game uh, that they may not be the most talented at that at that spot or position, um, but, you know, per team-wise, but I would hope that they were going to play hard, and that's, that's what I would say to um, whoever the next coach coming in here is, you know, and, and whoever, um, you know, takes it over, is you're going to get you're going to get young men that will fight on Friday night. And, and, uh, um, and we have to remind them sometimes is, uh, you know, you may have everything you need, which, you know, our kids are blessed here and, and really have a lot of advantages and, um, good things at their, at their hands, you know, and, and that they can get to. And, but you got to remember that it still comes down to working hard in a fight at the end. We're visiting with former Franklin football coach Donnie Webb here on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Restaurant over in Chapel Hill. Um, owned and operated by Franklin graduate Renee Williams Hart. So um, go and um, go pay her a visit, and trust me, you'll be glad you did. Um, Donnie, I don't know if you thought about it at the time, but it feels kind of um, – I don't know, symmetrical that the final game of your coaching career to this point was against Brentwood, the the oldest football rivalry in Williamson yeah. County. And certainly those two programs, certainly you and Ron Crawford have have gone at it on numerous occasions and had, you know, some unforgettable outcomes. And um, 
just to tee it up one last time against them after winning that Ravenwood second round ball game. Um, like I said, I don't know if you knew at the time that that was your last ball game, but I know that had to have been, you know, pretty special to earn a playoff game against them at that point of the year. Uh, without a doubt, I'll tell you the first thing that pops in my head, and you've done, uh, been on the sideline for many of them. Um, first thing that pops in my head is I can remember when Coach Clayton was the head coach and we played all those games. You know, we'd play twice a year. And I can remember going over there and losing nine to seven. <laughs> and then, so if you'd have told me that we were going to play a game at Brentwood High School <laughs> and there was going to be 80 something points scored, I'd have laughed at you. <laughs> yeah, 89 to be exact. A 55 34 decision there for the Bruins. Um, certainly not a defensive struggle. Well, I guess maybe it was a defensive struggle because the defense has struggled. But, um, Donnie, you, you say that you expect to continue to be involved what what are your plans going forward are you going to continue to teach there at franklin or what's what's next for you right now yes when i uh get off the phone here i'm going to my to my next class and and um dr pantal that's the first thing we talked about um and i, I mean um who knows i know that you know who knows what the future holds and and uh the possibilities of this county, but um, my kids are going to go to Franklin High, and and they're going to that one's already here, and the other one will be here next year, and they'll both be here, and they're going to graduate from here. And um, you know, I think back all the way to when we came here, and and thank my wife, she she's the smart one in the family. She's the one that pushed us to look at this county, and and it's been nothing but great for us. So. Right now, that's uh, uh, walking these halls at Franklin High and and just helping kids just not on the football field right now. Yeah, Coach, I think that's that's really something special because you when you are able to retire the coach hat and put on the dad hat, it's it's pretty special, and I know that you'll enjoy that for the next few years. So we appreciate the time and effort that you have put into Franklin athletics and Williamson County sports in general. And, and thank you for the time that you spent with us this morning. We really appreciate it. Oh, I, I appreciate it. And, and it even means a whole lot more because, um, you know, when you went in, it's easy to get up and talk on a radio show. Uh, you know, sometimes when someone has had a loss or a change is when we forget to reach out to people. <laughs> I'm talking about myself included to our friends. And it, it did mean a lot. Um, cause I do appreciate, uh, especially, um, the coverage Maurice Patton's always done for if anything I was a part of high school football. And I appreciate y'all. Donnie, I appreciate working with you and look forward to doing it again. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Coach, go play some golf. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might go fish. That'll work too. That'll work too. Go fishing. Coach Donnie Webb, former Franklin uh, football coach as of yesterday on Coach's Corner here, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe in Chapel Hill, located at 4384 Nashville Highway, right there in Chapel Hill. Go check them out. They open at 1030 daily. 
All right, when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, we'll talk about a new head coach that leaves an opening in Murfreesboro. Coming to Murray County, it's Kit Hartsfield to Mount Pleasant. We'll get reactions from Mo and JP and your reactions if you want to get in on it. 931-381-1017. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint mo Patton here with you and with me i'm chris yow jp plant with you on the controls over here you just don't know it i'm kidding i'm here there he is see he told you he chimes in when yeah. necessary. Oh, yeah. On sm-tnsports.com yesterday, Mo, we uh, were the first to report a pretty big piece of news as Mount Pleasant has now hired a football coach. They have indeed. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job with their with their process, nailing down – Former Blackman coach, former Austin P linebacker, um, former four-year starter at Austin P, and former state champion as a player at Riverdale, Kit Hartsfield, Lawrenceburg native, Kit Hartsfield. So, um, chance to get back a little closer to home for him and his family. Um, Twenty-two wins in three seasons at Blackman, three playoff appearances at the Class Six A level. I mean, thirty-three years old. So I would think he would check all the boxes in terms of a young, energetic guy, thirty-three, a former head coach who's had some success and comes from a winning background. So. I mean, I'm not sure if you're going to get rid of a guy like a Bronson Bradley. I'm not sure that you could have done much better in replacing him than what they did. So, I mean, hats off to 
the administration, you know, to Ryan Jackson and Eric Hughes and, and to Chris Pointer, the, the county AD, in um, getting that done in a relatively timely fashion and getting getting a good prospect. I mean, obviously he hasn't coached a game yet at the Mount, but, you know, you I think you have to like his chances to be successful out there. Yeah, speaking about the process, which I think is the most important piece of this information outside of, obviously, the person who is going to be coaching, it's it was a process that it felt like it was done as ex- expeditiously as possible. I mean, considering that you make a change on, you know, I guess it was what week two, three of the playoffs. It might have been the quarterfinals. We were in, we were, we at were beach. at beach. Yeah. So I think it was week three. So yeah. So the quarterfinals finals. of the playoffs, you make a decision to, 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 to change your head football coach. And it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Right. And in a month and a half, you found a guy like Kit Hartsfield with more than 50 people applying and probably closer to 80 who inquired about the job mm-hmm. at least, you know, and having, having seen the finalists, having seen the, the Hartsfield as the hire, I feel like Murray County starting at the top with Chris Pointer did a very good job with this hire. I mean, just being, open with it with with us and giving us a timeline of how it's going to play out and sticking to that timeline. They did a great job. I'm kind of reminded of the, I think it was John Wooden that said, be quick but don't hurry. Exactly. You know, I, I think they did their due diligence. They did it in a, you know, in a in a relatively short period of time, but they weren't rushing I don't think I think they just kind of made this a priority and and got it done and I think it's important that the kids know who their guy is going to be and that the guy know who his kids are going to be I mean so that they can just get started with everything that you do in the winter and as far as winter workouts as far as setting up schedules that kind of thing hopefully this year is going to be a more conventional off season than last season was with the pandemic and everything. And, and they'll be able to, to get some work in, especially now with a new coach coming in. Uh, I feel fairly sure they won't be running the wing T. So, you know, a lot of folks are going to have to learn a new offense and, you know, we'll, we'll have a chance to talk to coach Hartsfield because there is a press conference being held Thursday, uh, tomorrow afternoon at the school to kind of introduce him. So um looking forward to that and getting his thoughts on a few things as far as the future of Mount Pleasant football. But um I think it was important that they get it done the way they did. Uh, and again, I, I feel like they identified a quality candidate. Yeah, and one of the quotes in your story, Mo, talking about bringing that championship mindset, which is something that Ryan Jackson has been preaching since he 
showed up. Mm-hmm. Bringing in a guy who's won a state championship as a player and has competed at the highest level in football at, at Class Six A in mm-hmm. that that Oakland Riverdale <laughs> region. It's it's pretty tough, uh, you know. And creating an athletic powerhouse program in small town USA, it starts with the youth program. It doesn't just start with junior high. It starts with your eight, nine, ten year olds mm-hmm. because you have to make those kids who are right now Mount Pleasant very successful in youth football. Right? I mean, they're going around beating everybody from you know this this part of the state. Those kids have to grow up wanting to play football at Mount Pleasant. And if they do, if if you have a coach who is willing to embrace the youth football program, the junior high football program, because a lot of those eighth graders are going to end up on the varsity team right. sometimes. And, and I think the most important thing is everybody getting on the same page from that youth league all the way up. Um if you can run the same offenses, if you can utilize the same terminology and that kind of thing. At least and, that. And, and that, that is where the head coach at the high school level comes in, interacting with those folks and saying, hey, this is what we're doing. Because, you know, while those youth league coaches want to win and the middle school coaches want to win, they are de- de- developmental when it comes right down to it. And so getting everybody to buy into that that we are preparing these guys for Friday night lights and, and we need to, you know, get on the same page and that kind of thing. If, if they can get that done, then that's a huge help in terms of the success at the high school level. If you don't have to teach them when they become sophomores and you can coach them, (laughs) it's a completely different system. Instead of teaching your coaching, it makes a huge difference. Um, and, you know, it's really important, like you said, to have a young guy who is close to home will stick around. I don't think that that, that Mount Pleasant is necessarily a stepping stone type job for a guy like Kit Hartsfield. You know, 1A, 1A, 2A programs, which, you know, Mount Pleasant now being a 2A program, it's it's not just, you know, a stepping stone like like lower college football. You can stay at a 2A school and be a legend. Bobby Sharp. I mean. <laughs> yep. You, you, you absolutely can. And, and everything is there for him to do that. Again, his family's in Lawrenceburg. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've driven from Mount Pleasant to Lawrenceburg. It's not that far. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's completely doable. You can be comfortable there. You can be successful there. And at 33, you could retire there. Mm-hmm. So, ideally with a couple of gold balls. No pressure, though. <laughs> I, I think that the talent has always been there. So, I'm, I'm curious and excited for Kit Hartsfield and hit what he brings to the mount. We will certainly be there to cover it. And right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today on – Friday Night Live on TriStar Sports Live every day at 5 o'clock. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It really is. And tomorrow you can catch that press conference on uh, probably – will it be on KOM, JP, probably? Not sure. A, a meeting to determine logistics 
following the show today. We'll let you. We'll let you know tomorrow so where you can hear that. We'll press let conference. you know tomorrow. JP will bl- probably let you know this evening. Yeah. Not at five o'clock, but I'll let you know on social media when at some oh. point. Yeah, tonight. Tonight is our uh, yeah. our Wednesday show. Oh my bad. For my friends down in Winchester. Yep. Got you. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. When we come back, Martin Methodist basketball coach Dugan Line will join us. So stay tuned. You're going to love it. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11 right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices certainly in the Southeast on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning, Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. 1017 WKOM. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are on the other side, on the bottom side of the hill, on the way down on Hump Day. We have made it. We're over the top, on the way down. <laughs> Just that sounds cool. You are animated it does today. Sound kind of cool. Uh, yeah, hitting his uh, his boom arm that holds his microphone. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's the closest thing to a mic drop we'll get. I guess so. Right. Yeah. Um. And after the struggle of yesterday's show and getting that one completed, thank goodness, 
Um, by the way, guys, I wanted to mention uh, our top five poll, which is on our Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. <laughs> we have – How badly is JP getting dusted Oh, on he's getting – well, yeah. He, surprisingly, um, you know, Alabama is – We'll just say Are you serious? Re- recent bias. E- God. Alabama is winning. Recent regional bias. Yeah. Alabama is winning. Winning. This year's team is uh, the best ever. The 2020 Alabama team has 44% of the vote, 33% for 2001 Miami, 12 for 1995 Nebraska, and almost 10 for other, which is interesting. I um, wish I – is anybody making any comments as to what other is? One of them was um, one of them was uh, the nineteen ninety eight Tuskegee football team. Um, so there's that. Okay. And the other was Will Rab, who <laughs> voted for two thousand nineteen LSU. LSU. So, which which I which I lobbied for, as yeah. I said, but um. Yeah, recent bias. And and I guess when you say the best national championship team you've seen, and uh, we've, some, we've probably got some listeners who did not see that 95 Nebraska team. Or can't remember 17 first-round draft picks on, my, on that, that 2001, 2001 Miami, team. Miami team. Yeah, so. I get it. I get it. It is what it is. But. But recent, recent bias is a thing, though. It certainly is. Um. We appreciate you guys listening in. If you missed any part of the first hour, it is on our podcast. That will be up later this afternoon. Just search wherever you get your podcast, SM-TN Sports Today. Right now, we are going to be joined by, it's not Coach's Corner, but it is Coach's Corner. <laughs> Just another one on Wednesday. Uh, Martin Methodist, head men's basketball coach, Dugan Lyon, who is... Let's just say leading the Red Hawks on a tear early this season. Really excited about what he's got going on down there in Pulaski. Coach, welcome in. Thanks. Glad to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we appreciate you taking some time for us, especially on short notice. Dugan Lyon, excuse me, um, former National Coach of the Week this season. <laughs> Has the Red yeah. Hawks off to a ten and one start overall, six and one in Mid South Conference play in the NAIA, and big weekend coming up as you guys go up to six ranked Georgetown, Kentucky on Saturday, and um, to Thomas Moore on the following Monday. Um, congrats, great start. Well, I, I appreciate it. Um, I've been, uh, we've been very fortunate, coach a great group of guys, uh, a guy, a group of guys that really enjoy playing with each other and playing for each other. And, um, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, giving these guys the best experience possible and, and, um, you know, preparing them for, for the games and for life in general. So. And winning a few games doesn't help, doesn't hurt any. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, uh, as you kind of, said we are going up to Georgetown and Thomas Moore and Georgetown obviously carries that perennial power year in and year out and uh, I guess you can consider them the reigning national champion 
because, you know, we didn't have a, uh, a tournament last year. So looking forward to it and, you know, just going one game at a time. And obviously Thomas Moore is, is really, really good as well. So kind of a measuring stick type trip for you guys. Do you feel like in light of yeah. Georgetown? Yeah, I think that I think that it is. You know, anytime that you have the opportunity to play Georgetown, um, you know, it, it'll tell you where you stand. Um, they are, like I said before, they're year in, year out. They are at the top. It, it seems like it never fails. They're in the top ten, you know, number one even. Um, but this conference is is super tough. I, I don't think that there is, you know, you, you run the gauntlet every time you know, you have a conference weekend, Thursday, Saturday, Saturday, Monday uh, type thing. So, yeah, but but definitely excited to be able to go up to Georgetown again. Coach, you've, you've got uh, a little local flavor on your team, obviously, with a couple of Columbia State uh, transfers, Marcus Lee Jr. and, of course, Mount Pleasant's Walter Crawford. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of neat to, to to get some of those those local kids uh, a chance to play at at this level. Uh, this is this is a pretty high level NAIA basketball, and uh, getting the, that that hometown flavor does that uh, is that something that you want to do as a head coach going forward? You know, kind of keep uh, keep some local flavor on the team, uh, if not if for nothing else, just to get some butts in the seats <laughs> when yeah, we can have absolutely. butts in the seats. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we are, you know, one of the things that, that I wanted to do when I, I took over as head coach, and I, I worked for a guy, Scott Combs, that I absolutely love working for, huge mentor. Um, and uh, just, you know, when you, when you take over, you want to put your own feel on things and, you know, put your own spin on things. And one of the things I wanted to focus on is, you know, trying to keep some of the talent around us here. Um, you know, I've, we've got a Summertown, Tennessee, which is right down the road from you guys, right down the road from us. Uh, we've got a Laverne High School uh, young man that is a freshman that has done some really nice things. And then a Springfield, Tennessee, which, you know, is probably less than two hours away, just north of Nashville. Um, and he has done some some outstanding things. And then we've even dipped into to Alabama a little bit and um, – you know, Hartsville, Alabama is only about an hour away, and we've got a, a freshman from there as well. So definitely a point of emphasis to, you know, recruit our area and, uh, um, you know, make sure that the that the community has someone to, to cheer for, basically. So You mentioned that young man from Springfield. Let's, let's elaborate just a little bit on him because of Darian Hudson, your sophomore point guard, um, it's kind of emerging as one of the top point guards, possibly in the country at the NAIA level. Um, I think he wasn't. Was he a national player of the week earlier this season? No, he hasn't been national player of the week, but he has he has put on a show um, in, in several different occasions, um, and, and he is a number one, a fantastic person, um, extremely great to be around, um, and then. You know, he is a great teammate. And then some of the things that he does on the court, uh, some of the passes he makes leaves me, uh, you know, astonished. And uh, and I, I get to see it every day and get to coach him every day. Um, 
And he has just been, you know, he has embraced his role. Uh, he took a, a huge leap from his freshman to sophomore year. He's embraced his leadership role and, you know, just embraced his role as kind of being our, our guy that we look to, um, you know, when we need a basket or we need a play made. So, you know, he has just really stepped up and he's been fantastic for us. We're speaking with Dugan Lyon, the, the men's basketball coach at Martin Methodist College. Um, his team is 10-1 and one overall, 6-1 and one in Mid-South Conference play, getting ready for a big trip to Georgetown, Kentucky on Saturday. Um, Coach, you talk about Adarian's development from his freshman to his sophomore year. And in the midst of a pandemic, when you don't have a normal offseason, you don't have a normal summer, um, you mentioned that you know, there was no national championship tournament or anything like that. For everything that did not take place this past off season, how do players grow into those roles? How do teams grow without that normalcy? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's tough. Um, a lot of the times this summertime, during the summertime, our guys were scrambling to find gyms, you know, that would let them in and let him shoot, you know, and, and, and put the work in. And Adarian always seemed to be able to find a gym. Uh, and if it wasn't a gym, he, he had some courts back home that he would tell me about that he would be outside playing. Um, and you don't hear about that much anymore. Uh, you know, everybody wants to get in the gym. Uh, and he didn't make any excuses. He, he said, I'll, I'll go play outside on the blacktop um, <laughs> like the old days. And, and, and I know he did. And just from his development, you know, I, I think so much of his development was just being able to take on uh, the responsibility uh, of being the leader and being the point guard. And he has had some tremendous help from our other senior captain, uh, Darren Jenkins, uh, who was just recently named Mid-South Player of the Week. Um, and, and those two have – they lead by example – day in and day out. Um, and both of those guys found ways to get in the gym during the summertime, uh, you know, during that global pandemic and, uh, and put in the work to, to make themselves better. Yeah. You know, looking at Adarian stats, he's ranked number two in the country um, in assists per game and 35 in points per game, having a guy who can, not just score, but also find the open player is, is pretty impressive. But um, we talk about the, the local flavor that you have. I, I want to talk a little bit about Giza, Egypt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pronounce is it, is it El Gahari? Yeah. El Gahari. Muhammad El Gahari, a six foot eight forward. Uh, he's, He's come along for for you this this year. Having that presence inside, how how big is that for you guys? Huge. And, and the great thing about Mo, and that's what we obviously call him, is we um, he is incredibly skilled, and he can put the ball on the floor. You know, he can guard another six eight guy that, that with the that's back to the basket. Um, he does a really nice job of of guarding someone smaller out on the perimeter, and you know, it just kind of leads back to it. He's a he's an international flavor. He has a 
very international game, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Um, but then he can use his just brute strength, and he is incredibly strong and uh, really takes pride in his body and, and working out and, uh, you know, building that strength. But he is he is very versatile. He, he is not just a back-to-the-basket, um, you know, going to use my brute strength to influence the game type of guy. He's He's got some versatility and, and can put the ball on the floor a little bit. Coach, you guys head into Georgetown on a five-game winning streak, last loss, only loss, 83-54 um, decision at Shawnee State. And that looks like it was your season low in points. So, um, for the most part, looks like you got to really like what you guys are doing offensively. What do you feel like has been the key for y'all to this point? I, I think that the main thing is just that our guys really enjoy playing with each other, for each other. Uh, we are incredibly unselfish. And, you know, so much of, of, of what we do is just, you know, basic basketball, just penetrate and pitch, uh, get in the lane, make a play for someone else, you know, draw two defenders and kick. Um, and, and obviously a Darian is a huge part of that, but Darren Jenkins is, you know, just as big a part. Uh, he is a playmaker. Um, big Mo, uh, El Gohari, he, he does a good job of, of even driving and kicking. Um, and then uh, we have the two freshmen, Tad Sibley and, and Devin Klein that have really embraced their role and they are super unselfish and great passers. Um, and I think that that's probably, you know, the, the reason why we can score some points is just that we are unselfish and we make good basketball plays. You guys are up and running. Columbia State gets going next week. Um, what are y'all's restrictions fans-wise and as far as, you know, who can get in, who can't, that kind of thing? Because it looks yeah, like y'all so, would be fun to come watch. Yeah, yeah, we 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 would obviously love to have fans. Um, and, and right now, the we are deciding to restrict fans completely for the month of January, and then we are going to revisit that coming up in February again. Um, and with school starting back and things like that, you know, we obviously understand that we want to be as safe as possible and and keep the campus as safe as possible. Um, so hopefully hopefully when February rolls back around, we'll be able to start letting in some, some fans again and and um, and obviously helping with that atmosphere and, and kind of getting back to that normalcy of being able to watch a basketball game. Four games scheduled in February at the Curry <laughs> Christian Life Center for the Martin Methodist Red Hawks. So, They're going to uh, reevaluate it right before that Freed Hardeman game. There you go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, and, and right before that Georgetown game as well. So um, Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Coach, really appreciate you spending some time with us this morning and uh, really like what you got going on down there in Pulaski. Well, greatly appreciate you guys having me and uh, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. All right. That is Martin Methodist head basketball coach Dugan Lyon, who's got his team playing fantastic basketball. They are 10 and 1 overall, 8 and 0 at the Curry Christian Life Center. So maybe the best team you don't see. Maybe the best team that you don't see. They get to go to number six, Georgetown College, on Saturday. Saturday. So. Be a lot of fun. Make sure to 
keep an eye on Martin Methodist and what they're doing. When we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we're going to talk a little bit about Tennessee football. They uh, have hired a coach, coach. to do something. <laughs> a coach. We'll see what that means on the other side of a break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yalmo, Pat, and J.P. Plant with you. We approach the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour, and I'm just, I just want to, I just want to get some, some stuff out there. I know J.P. talked about this with Wes Duncan last night on TSL. Uh, Tennessee football is quite the dumpster fire. Okay. And Ty Chandler is going to North Carolina. I did see that. And I'm, I'm happy for him. Happy for him. I'm happy for him. Um, I don't think he was going to be in the top two running backs next year. So that's a good spot for him. Here's a little music for you. Yeah. For your, uh, Yes, when I was young, Tennessee football was relevant. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's rough. It's also true. Um, Get the little mini violins out. Yeah. I, I, those I don't, days are gone. No. Stage is yours. Go ahead. Yeah. Those days are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Ty was going to be in the two deep with Eric Gray and the uh, junior, the Juco running back that just signed. So I, I, it's a good place for him to be. And I think he'll succeed there. So, congratulations to Ty. Um, and and it's nothing. It's not because Ty's not a great running back. He just probably wasn't going to beat out those two guys, the number one JUCO guy in the country, and Eric Gray, who he was already behind. So, it is what it is. It what? Yeah. <laughs> and I. I and this is why JP is JP. Yeah. This is the uh, this kind of stuff we get with a, a great producer. There we go. I mean, the fact that Tennessee went out 
and s- looking for Kevin Steele, apparently, because he didn't come to Tennessee and was like, hey, let me get right in the middle of this junk. <laughs> unless. Are you sure? Unless he's doing the exact same thing he tried to do at Auburn. Mm. Now, am I a conspiracy theorist? Absolutely. 100%. I mean, all Doesn't the make you wrong. <laughs> all the conspiracies. This one particular. Let's let's think about this. Kevin Steele comes in right in the middle of an NCAA investigation. One that Tennessee brass is certainly trying to use to get out of a large buyout of Jeremy Pruitt. He seems to be the perfect guy. To step in, whether as full-time head coach, interim head coach, whatever. Especially if they have to do it on the cheap because they can't fire him for cause and they have to pay the pay the full uh, rate they, on that buyout. If they can't fire him for cause, he will be the coach of Tennessee in, 2000, in 2021, period. If they can't fire him for cause, they will not pay it. So... Kevin Steele is pretty smart. <laughs> Here's my thing. Well, Kevin Steele is pretty smart. But if you're Jeremy Pruitt and you're sitting there and you know what just went down at Auburn with Kevin Steele trying to stick the knife in Gus Malzahn's back and getting it in but not hitting anything vital apparently because I mean he got Malzon gone but the the rest of the thing didn't go the way he wanted it to. But if you sat here six hours away and watched that go down and now he's on your staff. I asked Wes that exact same question. If if we know it, if Wes is hearing about it again, you know and and I told Wes this, you know, not to discredit anything that he understands and hears i don't think he's throwing out lies on the radio but if he knows or sees or read between the lines of what you know he's seeing don't you think pruitt sees that too i asked that question he said well pruitt may not have a choice and that could be you know he could be forced to do this look i don't know here's what would be crazy but it's a valid question though is if by some miracle Jeremy Pruitt decides to find a new offensive coordinator, which would be fantastic. Kevin Steele really helps that defense because Jeremy Pruitt was the defensive coordinator. You know, he's very – he and Mike Vrabel think that they can do it both, which is – And we see how that worked. Although Mike Vrabel says he, ha- he had a defensive coordinator. Oh, okay. He just didn't have the title. Okay, sure. Um. I'm just telling you what the man said. <laughs> anyway, J- Jeremy Pruitt sitting out here with no defensive coordinator. This guy is not going to be defensive coordinator, supposedly. He, he just has the title of defensive coach at this particular point. But he, maybe he's an analyst. Position TBA. Maybe he's an analyst uh, getting paid by Auburn since they probably had to pay a buyout to him as well. Maybe he's getting paid by Auburn to coach at Tennessee. Hmm. I don't know. Either way, he really helps this defense. If you can find somebody who can make this offense a little bit better, 
which we still are currently under the offensive administration of he who shall not be named on this radio show. I almost think this offense will be better just by the absence of, of some folks. <laughs> of number two. Of of the guy who's now Washington State's problem. I'm excited to watch Washington State and Colorado play. <laughs> Garantano versus JT Shrout. There you go. That'll be fun. The Neyland Bowl. Huh? <laughs> Out west. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is a situation that that helps Tennessee, whether or not Jeremy Pruitt's on staff or not. Uh, just to your question, um, reading John Bryce, friend of the show, um, footballscoop.com, had a story up yesterday about it. He says, per sources familiar with the process of Tennessee hiring the longtime SEC assistant, former Baylor head coach Steele is being hired into an on-field assistant coach's role. Steele is not joining the University of Tennessee in an analyst or quality hmm. control role per sources briefed on the situation. Interesting. So there you go. Meanwhile, T. Martin's contract has still not been renewed. Nobody's has. They're in a hiring freeze. Just say that again? They're in a hiring freeze. They're in a hiring freeze. Hiring freeze? Did you say hiring freeze? <laughs> Tennessee's hiring freeze. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Okay, so they're in a hiring freeze. Till the end of the month, which is when his contract expires. So, Kevin Steele was hired in the middle of a hiring freeze. Hey, that's what they said. Got it. I'm, we're not saying that that T. Martin isn't being told, or or they're not in negotiations. It may be it may be on T's end, which would be smart on his part. You know, to negotiate the best possible deal, he needs to be either offensive coordinator or head coach. But, hey, who am I and what do I know? Well, I just feel like if he leaves in the midst of everything that's going on, the PR nightmare ratchets up another couple of notches. I certainly agree with that. I mean, this is a this is a problem. Uh, Tennessee football is is a dumpster fire on uh, unprecedented levels at this point, and and I don't see any I don't see anything that makes me feel like the people that can do something about it recognize it, let alone are or trying able to, to figure out what to do about or it. capable of doing something. I was about to say, about can it. they? Are they capable? <laughs> I don't know that they are at this point. I mean, what do you, what do you do from here if you can't pay the buyout? Jeremy Pruitt has to be your head coach next year. Kevin Steele will be an on-field defensive coach. coach. Potentially coordinator. We don't know. He's certainly going to have the ability to coordinate, call plays, coordinate if necessary, and and if it gets to a point where Pruitt says, "Man, you know, this having him as an assistant coach right next to me is really 
taking a load off. You know, who knows what happens. They maybe just don't give him the title because they don't want to pay him the money. I don't think he gets a title. If he was going to get it, he would already have it. I agree. I, I, I just, it's just from where they finished the 2019 season, beating what was apparently a pretty good Indiana team, to what they put on the field this year, you can't say that they did anything but regress. And it's the Nero fiddle while Rome burned kind of thing. I mean, does does anybody else see that in Knoxville that, like you said, can do anything about it? And, you know, if you're a fan of that program, Chris, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I just don't know how you can't be frustrated beyond words, seriously. I've been frustrated since 2010, so at this point, it's not really frustration. And again, like, I don't live and die by Tennessee football like a well, lot of fans goodness. do. I mean, I, and, I, and I haven't since 2005. But, you know, it just, it, it really is frustrating because you know the, capa- the, the capability. And it's so much, you know, I know what you're capable of, but what are you willing to do? We've heard that before Mike Tomlin and the what you're capable of doesn't matter if you're not willing to put in the effort and the work or fire your offensive coordinator and and again it, it's funny when you start talking about SEC football and and if you talk about SEC football you're talking about Alabama but I was speaking with Independence trainer and Alabama graduate Brandy Mangrum last night after the Spring Hill Independence game and a bunch of other folks. And, you know, she acknowledged, and she's one of the few Alabama fans that does, that there was Alabama football between Gene Stallings and Nick Saban. And it wasn't good. Not all the time. I mean, they had their – they had an SEC championship in there. They had, you know – they they won ten games with Dennis Franchoni one year, but they also cheated, and that's why the Mike Shuley years were so bad. Well, I mean, it's like another friend of <laughs> so mine referred that. to the Mikes: Mike Shula, Mike DeBose, Mike Price. I mean, there was some bad football over that stretch, but you know, a lot of folks have selective amnesia with regards to those years. You know. Same thing here. It's a, it's been a longer period for UT, but has it ninety four ninety five to two thousand seven? I mean, that's twelve years. But two thousand seven to now. Okay, so thirteen years. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been longer, but it's about the same time. Nick Saban's not walking through the door, but but the right guy could. And everything else is there, you know, contrary to what some people want to believe. Maybe the support is questionable. Assuming the administration the, is behind that. that. I think that's been the issue is the administration and a coaching, you know, but the administration is the one that facilitates all that. They've had a, ro- a rotating door or it's um, bigger than that. or insubordinate. It's it, not the administration. It's well, the money. Well, their ability the to control, and uh, yeah, their ability to control those boosters. 
and allowing exactly. allowing them too much power. That's correct. Yeah, but that's an administrative issue. And you know, here's the thing. It's not a booster's fault. It's there, an administration's fault. There are two things. Auburn and Tennessee are almost identical in that. You know who doesn't have this problem? Alabama. Alabama. The only boosters' names you hear at Alabama are the ones who are giving away Dodge Chargers. They're not making ho- coaching <laughs> hires. Does that make sense? So would you rather have the ones that are making coaching hires or the ones that are bringing folks down from Indianapolis? Well, win- winning at you? cures all of that. Now, how much did the boosters have when uh, how more was it? How more? Malmore. Malmore went and, and got Saban. I mean, how much did the boosters have to say about that? None. I'm telling you, the boosters probably they know their role. Written. Is that what you're saying? They know their role. <laughs> and 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 truly, that is one problem they've never had in Tuscaloosa. Well, credit the administration. I think there's just a different mindset in Tuscaloosa that – and again, it was Mal Moore, you know, Bears right hand man. There's a trust factor there. Do we have the trust to let Phil Former go through a full coaching hire? I mean, this that's is a, a question. Guy, this is a guy who Yeah, who does Tennessee have that's on that level? Is Peyton Manning is the only name that I can think of that could come in and everybody would say, Yes, Peyton. Yes, Peyton. Whatever, whatever you, you say, say, whatever you say, Peyton. Right? The trust factor with with Philip Fulmer is a problem because of well, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I mean, right? He's, this yeah. is a guy who who pulled a Kevin Steele. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> a lot of people forget that too. By the way, yep. Jo- you, Johnny Majors I never t- did. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Majors hadn't forgot. By no. the way, real, real quick, I had the Kevin opportunity. Kevin Steele may not have forgotten. He coached. For- <laughs> I had the interview opportunity to interview him, Coach Majors. Yeah, about two years ago. Two or three years ago, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. It, it was it was 2016 because it was right before the election, and um, and he was talking about um, digging a hole, um, you know, to to crawl into if uh, if things didn't go the way he thought they would. And uh, but yeah, he talked about um, 93. He said, uh, yeah, that guy. He always talked that, about 93. He, he said, stab me in the back. So there you go. Uh, but he he was he was he was great. Oh, he was great. <laughs> Do we have trust in Philip Fulmer? I don't know. I mean, I think he ought to get at least one try of a full coaching search. But I don't know that he's going to. So which which it's like I can't remember who it was we were talking to, but it's it's like we determined this would not be that if it if it took place right now. It this would be, be a full coaching search. It could be, but it'd have to be now, like before the end of January with spring practice probably starting a well, little bit Well, with February late. signing day, and which yeah. is still a thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be tough, but I don't know. All I know is Tennessee's a dumpster fire, and Kevin Steele is not throwing any water on the fire. <laughs> Is this the low point? Are we at, no, uh, no, no pun intended, no, rock no, bottom? No. You don't want to say that. No. Okay. No. This is not. The low point is what started this. We've we've built up okay. from Derek Dooley. 
We're okay. still better off than we were with Derek Dooley at any point. But if these NCAA sanctions do come down and you do have to make make a coaching change on the fly, it could become that. <laughs> yeah. Then, but this is not it. Which right this now. isn't the low point, but the low point could be coming. All right, on our bar graph, which direction are we heading? Are we going up, down, it's or are we down. are we leveling right no, now? We're leveling at this at, at, a, at this a low moment. Point. We're leveling low. I think we're, we're going level. down from Butch Jones, who won nine games. The talent level isn't there. The coaching, well, is it, it was better. It it was there about a month ago, maybe. Before everybody found their way to the transfer portal, so I don't know. I, it, it's I think I think we went up and now we're down, and we'll it could continue to go down or it could level off. I don't think it's going to go up in the next couple of years, but that's neither here nor there. We need to take a break. It's wild and wacky Wednesday. On the other side, tell you about all of the wildest and wackiest news from across the world on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Yeah, it's a sports talk show for most of the day. Till now. Now it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday, brought to you by our friends over at JJ's Barbecue, located at 900 Hatcher Lane, 900 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. Since 1998, they are Columbia's oldest Family-owned barbecue restaurant. Now and serving. Now, now they got smoked wings. Mm. The game has changed. Hello. The game has changed. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't have white sauce, though. Mm. And see, this is a problem because smoked wings and white oh. sauce are really oh. – that you, you got to have white sauce. Do they not? Are you sure they don't have white sauce? I'm sure they don't because uh, I, I would have it on my turkey loaded potatoes, but instead I choose no sauce. Well, what oh is that they put on the mule kicker? Uh, it's not white sauce. They do a. Uh, it, it may be a white sauce. It thing. would do. Yeah. With the smoked wings, because you do you do want. I don't. I don't think you want the heavier sauce with the smoked wings. I think smoked only, wings only white sauce will do with smoked wings and white sauce. There's nothing better. And I and I won't tell you how I know this because this is a 
JJ's barbecue sponsored segment. Yeah, I mean, smoked wings is it's only it's only white sauce for me, right. or it's nothing. Right. And if your right. wings are good enough, you don't need any. You don't need any sauce. And I'll bet you they're good. Their enough. wings are good enough. There you go. I don't know. Anyway, wild and wacky Wednesday, wildest and weirdest news from across the world. Guys, I have one question. When's the last time you had to hit forgot password? With within a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if on the other side of that password there were two hundred and thirty-four million dollars worth of Bitcoin and you only have ten guesses? He's gotten it wrong eight times. Mm. No pressure there, huh? So here's the problem. After 10, it encrypts forever. You can't get back in. So there's no way that, um, you know, a retrieval email account, it does, it's, there's no way to retrieve it? So it's Bitcoin, so it's kind of, there's really like... High security. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty much, you got to know your password or you're out. Yeah. <laughs> and $234 million are on the other side of his forgotten password. That's a lot of pressure. That's tough. All right. A couple of quick things here. The house where Lizzie Borden axe murdered her parents back in 1892 in Fall Rivers, Massachusetts, is now on sale. How much will it cost you? Hmm. 2.5. Where is it? Fall River, Massachusetts. Oh, wait a minute. I saw something on this not too long ago. It's like... Go ahead. I'm, I'm what do wait. you think it is, JP? It, it's not 2.5. He's looking at the... I'm wrong. Um, I'd say, yeah, at least a million. It's two. Is two it? million. Is it? Because hadn't it like fallen into disrepair and that kind of thing? Yep. Yeah. And it's still two? Still two million. You want to you wanna hear the uh, teaser on that? Yeah. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, fade that down. Here you go. This week on Morbid House Hunters, Jim is a sociopath with mommy and daddy issues. I'm looking for a home with a room with soundproof walls so you don't hear any uh, uh, my sound system. I like to play my music loud. That's it. <laughs> He's looking at the house in Massachusetts where Lizzie Borden's parents were axed to death. Oh, the wall-to-wall carpeting has to go. I need marble floors. Easier to clean. It's selling for $2 million. What is it, Mother? You don't have $2 million. You're a loser. You'll never find a home. Shut up, Mother. Shut up. Morbid House Hunters, coming soon on HGTV. (laughs) Oh, this one's nice. Does it have a basement? Does it have a basement? Yeah, there you go. HGTV, where I... (laughs) I watched Flea Market Flip all night last night while I was collecting box scores. Morbid House Hunters. Morbid House Hunters. Yep. Oh, good Lord. I'd tune into that, wouldn't you? Uh, no. No? No, oh, that's 100%. A- 100%. Yeah. No, that's a hard pass. <laughs> There's a three-person couple or a thruple in seat. <laughs> I've He's had never- this conversation before about a thruple. Yeah. He's never heard of a You've thruple. never heard of thruple? Uh- a three-person couple. Mm-hmm. I, 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 a thruple. Thruple. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> They're in Seattle, 
And they all identify as mythical creatures. Any guesses oh. on what their names are? Ooh. Mythical? Yeah, they're mythical creatures. I don't know. I'm not a big sci-fi mythical. We have Lo- Hair Potty? Lo- Hair Potty? Lolly? Lolly. Lolly. The Fairy Princess. Gunther the Troll. And Ion the Leprechaun. Okay. You're telling me somebody identifies as a troll? Now, yeah, what does that mean, identify? Is that like gender identification? I they actually identify as a troll? Mythical creatures. Hmm. So, so he refers to himself as... What's on your driver's license? Is what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Thruple. Okay. Three-person couple. <laughs> That's... You guys ever... Uh, have you ever had to fight over who's going to get in the bathroom first? You know, back in the day, we only had one bathroom in the house. Yeah, uh, maybe as a kid, nothing, nothing that I remember that was scarring. Two people in Connecticut got into an argument on Saturday night over who got to use the bathroom first, and one of them punched the other in the nose. Mm. I thought you were about to say punch them in the gut, and then they didn't have to worry about who <laughs> needed the bathroom. <laughs> 28-year-old Anthony Villegas of Norwalk, Connecticut, um, got into an argument, and he's. it's not clear what the relationship with this person is, whether it's a roommate or a family member, but the argument got so heated, Anthony wound up punching the other person in the nose, and that person hit back. When the cops got there, both of them were bleeding and both refused medical attention, but Anthony was arrested for assault. So which one got to use the bathroom first? I, I'm not sure that... I guess they used it at the same time, cleaning up the blush. Heck <laughs> if I know. Wow. And finally, there's a, the cops in Nebraska have caught a guy who was naked in his Toyota on Sunday. Hey. They let him go. They just said, hey, man, probably shouldn't be naked in your Toyota. The next morning, however, he was back again naked in his Toyota. After some research, they have found seven complaints of someone being naked in their Toyota. Oh, it's not even his. Right now, right now he's facing indecent exposure charges, but they're looking at some others, so we'll see. Here's the real question. What type of material were the seats? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. That vinyl in Nebraska this time of year Ooh, is going to get pretty a little chilly. Cold. Yeah. Little chilly. <laughs> All right, guys. There's a website that will pay you $500 to binge watch Netflix and eat pizza. You have to, uh, you, you will judge story and plot lines, Netflix and chill suitability, acting quality and cheesiness, satisfaction of episodes and series endings, pizza's appearance and color, base texture and taste, topping ingredient quality, flavor and cheese gooiness, and the value for the money. You get to choose three series of a list here. You can apply on bonusfinder.com. So, yeah, if you want mm. to do that, you can you can apply. They will pay you $500 to binge watch and eat pizza. That sounds like a little bit too much work. For how long? To not work. I, I'm not sure. you got to watch three series. Three so series? It's, it's, yeah. oh, okay. Just All right. So as yep. long as it takes. There you go. No, not for you? No, I'm good. That's okay. We'll be back tomorrow on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint at 9 a.m. As always, we'll be joined by our friends over in Franklin County tomorrow. If you missed any part of the show, check it out on the, on the uh, podcast. You can find it on our website, sm-tnsports.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
SM-TN Sports today will be your search term. Follow us on Twitter, SM underscore TN Sports. Instagram as well, same handle. Facebook as well. Just search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you tomorrow morning again at 9 a.m. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay cool, Columbia.